Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. As we continue to encourage one another in reading God's Word, perfectly reading God's Word. And we are reading through Joshua. And we are in chapter 8. They are now going to attempt for the second time to take the city of Ai. And now that they have dealt with the sin in their camp... And the anger of the Lord is no longer burning against them. So let's pick it up here in chapter 8, verse 1. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear and do not be dismayed. Take all the fighting men with you and rise up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai and his people, his city and his land. And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its livestock you shall take as plunder for yourselves. Lay an ambush against the city behind it. So Joshua and all the fighting men arose to go up to Ai. And Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them out by night. And he commanded them, Behold, you shall lie an ambush against the city behind it. Do not go very far from the city. But all of you remain ready, and I and all the people who are with me will approach the city, and when they come out against us, just as before, we shall flee before them, and they will come out after us until we have drawn them away from the city. For they will say, they are fleeing from us just as before, so we will flee before them. Then you shall rise up from the ambush and seize the city for the Lord your God, for the Lord your God will give it into your hand and as soon as you have taken the city you shall set the city on fire you shall do according to the word of the lord so i commanded you see i commanded you so joshua sent them out and they went to the place of of ambush and lay between bethel and ai to the west of ai but joshua spent the night among the people and we'll stop we'll stop there so pretty neat strategy uh and he'll be he'll take five thousand men and there's some others <clears throat> laying in ambush in another place. Uh and we'll read all about that tomorrow. Uh but you know one of the things here is they're sitting in the they're sitting in the camp and um they take three thousand men up against AI and they're and they're pushed back thirty Five of them or so perish because of the sin of Achan. And now they're going to go up against the city instead of 3,000 with 30,000 plus 5,000 plus another. I'm not even sure how many. A whole lot more. And they're taking on a city with a total population of 12,000. So it's, uh, it's the numbers are in Joshua's favor. But you still have to fight against a fortified city. And that gives the advantage to the ones in the city. So this is a great trick to get them to come out of the city. And the the Lord is using using what already happened. Which was for them, 3,000 men to go up there and then flee. To set the stage, if you will, for this ambush. And 
So there's nothing that happens again by chance. God is God is always at work. God is always doing something, and it's whether we want to join him or do our own thing. And it's also interesting here that after he's told the people when they took Jericho to destroy everything and to keep all of the silver and the gold and the bronze, but give that into the to the temple. And and all of them did that except for one. Well now the one is dead, but all of these guys are gonna receive the reward from this battle. They'll all get to keep any of the silver, the gold, the bronze, and the livestock, which is pretty important. They're gonna need more livestock as they divide up <clears throat> into the twelve regions of Israel. And the more livestock they have, the better. And they are a huge people of about three million plus. So, uh, so God is providing for them, and He's using their enemies to provide them with what they need. So today, you know, we're we're told to love our enemies, to feed our enemies, and and to trust God, and that and in doing that. God will God will provide for us our needs. And we need to always remember what some of the things that God has said to us that for instance he works out all those things all things work out for those who love God. So the question isn't whether God's going to work it out. The question is do we really love God or is it more of a love of our ourselves, which we have, love your neighbor as you love yourself, but in loving ourselves, do we elevate ourselves over our love for God? And what I mean by that is if you were pressed for a need that you have and you could have that need taken care of, however, you would be disobeying God, maybe even denying God, then what is that? Is God happy with that and the answer is no and that's it's we are to to think about how are we really moving forward with our relationship with God and it's not a human on human relationship it is a human on God relationship it is a child with a parent relationship and at a certain point you do become friends with your parents you are Jesus does say you are my you are my friends. And so, but there's a, there's a time of fearing the Lord. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, right? So we are to fear the Lord as the beginning or have that awe, that respect. And then as we get to know God and we grow in our relationship with him and we get closer to him, then you could say that you become, well, you become more of a friend, or really you, you start to realize the greatness of God. God becomes bigger, but your ability to handle the awe, if you will, also becomes bigger, and the grace that you are walking in becomes bigger. You don't you don't arrive at a certain place and go, look at that, I have no sin in my life. No, the closer you get to God, the more you realize there is sin in your life. And so it's just recognizing that what I see as sin in my life today, I would have looked at you know, 10 and 20 years ago as, oh, that's not, what, that, 
No, 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 that's, that's, you're fine, you're fine. But we understand stubbornness and pride and, and, and different things like that in a much different light because of the holiness of God. So I, I, I diverse here with the, the battle. But here, God is using typical human nature to defeat the people of AI that they had seen this before. The children, the Israelites flee, so they, they didn't slaughter them last time. So let's go after them and crush them and let's end this. And they go out to slaughter them and crush them and end it. And instead, it is they who are crushed and defeated because of the ambush. And that, that in a sense, is what Jesus has done to our sin. He's crushed it in the sense of what the enemy has power over us. They don't now. But if we are not obedient, then we end up falling into the trap of the enemy or really our own trap. So let's press forward with what God has for us today and uh, read some more of God's scripture. I hope that you're reading a couple of Psalms a day or a proverb of the of the day um, or studying another part of the Bible as well. And we'll talk to you soon. God bless.